Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Ezra Benjamin. Well, with so much devastation and suffering going on in the last few years, from the pandemic to the war to economic upheaval, I've heard many people ask the question, what else is there? There must be more. What happens to us when, after we die? I've even dealt with this personally in my own family over the last few years. The afterlife can be a challenging topic for many, but you know, Ezra, people are asking. People right. want to know more in the difficult times. People are thinking about what else there must be. There must be more. Sure, when anything disrupts the status quo, right? When anything disrupts the comfort of our normal day-to-day -day routines, it causes us to kind of ask those more eternal questions. And Jonathan, so often, you know, I've, when you're sharing the good news about Jesus, about Yeshua the Messiah with uh, Jewish communities and non-Jewish communities, so often you boil it down to these two very important questions. Why am I here? and what happens when I die, right? That's really what it all comes down to. And times like the, the turbulent circumstances you mentioned here, uh, just bring those questions into focus. They, they bring they them do. into the front of our mind. And they're two questions that every person, regardless of their, uh, of their uh, economic situation, mm -hmm. regardless of their nationality, right. regardless of, of anything to do with background, sure. every person, has to face those two questions in this life. Absolutely, and I'm thinking of, you know, there, there's religious systems or belief systems all around the world, and when you peel back the layers, you really find those systems trying to answer those questions. What's my purpose, right? We all wanna understand, what's our purpose? I don't just exist, I must have a purpose. And what happens when the way I'm living now ceases to be? What happens when I enter eternity? Is there even an eternity or do I just cease to exist? Yeah, and for, unfortunately, when things are going well, most people don't bother to ask those questions right, right. or try to answer them. It's not something that's necessary to deal with. Sure. That's one of the good things that, that I think has come out of the pandemic hmm. and out of what I think for, at least for the standard of living that we've been used to in the West, is forcing us to ask again because we've been through hardship, at least right. at least by our standards. Right. Now we go over to uh, Ethiopia, sure. we work a lot in Africa. I was living uh, right after the fall of communism in Russia. A mm -hmm. uh, very, very different standard of living, a very sure. different definition of suffering and sure. hardship. But for what we're accustomed to in the West, this has been a really hard time. Exactly, and so that brings us to the question of this idea of the afterlife, thinking about that second very important question, what happens when we die? Jonathan, you've spent significant time in recent days uh, actually interviewing people who have had near-death experiences, who have clinically died and then come back to life and you've learned some really interesting things. Yeah, I, I started this a long time ago because I wanted to uh, hear from people. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't actually talk to many people that had a near-death experience. I talked to people that died. Wow. They died. They either- Clinically, they, they're gone. Well, there's two kinds of death, Ezra. That's something I, l I learned in this process. Mm -hmm. There is 
clinical death, right. uh, but there's also biological death. And right. one is, is much longer than the other. So you can clinically die and be pronounced dead, mm -hmm. and people have come back to life sure. without a supernatural explanation. Right. When, when you are biologically dead, you have a Lazarus situation. You, you wow. stinketh. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> people have come back to way. life. And people have come back to life. Amazing. Uh, and I've met people and interviewed people sure. that were biologically dead. There, there is no human explanation whatsoever. I've seen the medical records. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they died and were dead for a long period of time. Wow. I mean, there, there, there's no way that they could have uh, come back to life. They sure. were, their, their heart had stopped, they were brain dead for a long enough time that, that there's no explanation. So either clinically dead or biologically dead, we can say at least this is an unusual experience, if not a supernatural one. Yeah, it was a very important uh, project for me because I, I wanted uh, to uh, pick people that were really credible Okay. And I met really credible people whose mm -hmm. lives were completely changed. Hmm. Uh, one in particular that uh, I'll mention uh, was an atheist. He was a, a professor, art professor, who died in Europe. And he was dead for a significantly long period of time. And he actually wandered in the afterlife. And now wow. he's a very, very strong believer. That experience as you can imagine, completely changed him. Now, what about that experience brought him from refusal to believe that there's a God at all to actually being a believer in Jesus? He, he experienced the afterlife. Okay. And he saw that there's more to this life than this life. We, we, we're not our body. We live in a body, mm -hmm. but we are spirit. We live eternally. We're an eternal being. And I, I've, I've always believed that ever, ever since I was a little boy and my grandfather died suddenly, Ezra. He died when I was six and his death was kind of masked in mystery. We weren't allowed to go to the funeral. Hmm. Uh, my, my siblings and I weren't allowed to go. Uh, I think that that's not untypical of Judaism mm -hmm. where you're there's, there's this unknowing, and so you protect the children right. from the, the, the trauma. Sure. But I wanted to know. I believed that there was something more to this life, and I believed I had a purpose. And I think those things are connected together. Exactly. And in fact, according to Scripture, they are very closely tied together mm -hmm. because the decisions you make in this life will affect your eternity. Right. It doesn't just have to do with today, the consequences for today, but the scriptures are clear, Old Testament and New Testament. There's this idea of the eternal consequence of the choices we make. God is sovereign over all, and yet he's given us this ability to make choices which have far-reaching, even eternal consequences as it relates to what we do and don't believe about Jesus. Yeah, I think most people believe in an afterlife, mm -hmm. even those that say they're atheists. I've heard it said that there's no atheists in, in, in foxholes. I don't know if that's entirely true, but people want to believe that, there, that there's something beyond this life. This life, the Bible says, is like a vapor. It's, it's a very short period of time. And I think just the way that we're wired as humans, we want to believe there's more. And there is more. That's the good news. There is more. 
Jonathan, there's so much we need to talk about this episode, about uh, the people you researched, the commonalities we, that you heard in interviewing people who didn't know one another, but who had had similar experiences in the afterlife. We want to get actually the fruit of Jonathan's research to you today as an informative guide to help us understand, to help you understand not only what the scriptures have to say about what happens when we die, but the personal testimonies of people who experienced that. The Bible has the answer. You know, there's two, there's two words summarized for me in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. One is destiny. Mm -hmm. The Bible is about destiny, your destiny. And the second is about your eternity, your mm -hmm. afterlife. It matters. You're finding your destiny and discovering what's ahead after this life really matters. Amen. And I wouldn't let another day pass without trying to answer those questions because if you wait, you may wait too long. Yeah. And I urge you, if you haven't uh, asked those questions to the Lord and made a decision, you need to. You That's need right. to and you need to do it now. It's pressing. Uh, that's really why I wrote the book. A rabbi looks at the afterlife, a new look at heaven and hell with stories of people who were there. And this really strengthened my faith. I want to get into your hands because some of you need to have your faith strengthened. You really do. Or you need to find out the truth. The Bible is loaded with very, very clear revelation about the afterlife. So we yeah. want to get this to you. Also, We've done a study guide, a rabbi looks at the afterlife study guide, and this will help you to not only take what you've learned, but be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. We want to send these to you for your support of our ministry as we help to share about eternal life with Jewish people and their neighbors. And if you become a monthly partner, we call it a Shalom partner, we want to send you this beautiful plaque uh, that talks about destiny, that God has a plan for us, and it's a good plan to give us a hope and a future. So please don't let this moment pass. Get involved with Jewish Voice. Become a Shalom Partner. Here's how. Questions like, why am I here? Or what happens when I die? Do have answers. For your gift of $40 or more to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice and to further strengthen your own faith, Jonathan is eager to send you his revelational book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife. Once you hear the testimonies of people who have personally experienced heaven and hell, your life here on earth will never be the same. Also, we'll include the study guide for the book, which will help you and challenge you to be a doer of the word. Become a Shalom Partner for $30 a month, and we'll send you the book, a Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife and the Study Guide. Plus, you'll also receive this 8 by 10 inch chalk art plaque confirming God's prosperous plan to give you a hope and a future. The box design makes it easy to hang on a wall or stand alone or gift it to a friend who needs to know the reassuring promise of Jeremiah 2911. Sharing the gospel with Jewish people around the world who are unsure about what happens in their afterlife is the very heart of our work at Jewish Voice. We can say with confidence, your generosity as a monthly Shalom partner leads to a new destiny, a home in eternity for individuals you may never meet until your own arrival in heaven. As Jonathan can confirm, this life-changing work is clearly evident in our outreach and ministry on behalf of Ukrainian refugees. 
We've all seen the terrible destruction of homes and entire cities in Ukraine. It's devastating to see, and it's only getting more difficult during these winter months. I'm thankful that through the support of our partners like you, Jewish Voice has been able to help fund a number of humanitarian aid projects, including water purifiers, basic essentials, and even heat for homes and putting food on the table of those in need during this cold winter. I want to ask you to become a Shalom partner with us so that we can continue to reach out to Jewish people in Ukraine. Please join us today so that you can share the love of Jesus the Messiah to the war-torn people of Ukraine now. You can help us share the truth of the gospel around the world by calling this toll-free number. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or scan the QR code or mail your gift to the address on the screen. On behalf of the many Jewish people standing on the threshold of eternity, thank you so much. Welcome back to Jewish Voice and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Uh, if you are an ongoing Shalom partner, your monthly support is so important to us. I wanna challenge you today to prayerfully consider giving an extra gift if you can uh, to help those in need around the world, we would be forever grateful. It, it really, it's an investment, isn't it, Esther? It is, it is. Thank you for yeah. sowing into the, not just the lives, transforming lives, but sowing into the eternities of Jewish people and their neighbors around the world. Well, it just so happens that's our topic today. We're talking about eternity. We're talking right. about an after, the afterlife. There is a life after this. In fact, the Bible says that this life is like a vapor. What profits a person if they gain the whole world during this vapor period and they lose their own soul for eternity? Right. right. Uh, that's a long time, isn't it, Ezra? Eternity. It is. it is. This is, in a way, a dress rehearsal for our eternity, hopefully with the Lord, serving Him in His kingdom. Jonathan, let's dive right back into the research process that you did, the research project, which went on over, over a period of, of months and years, really extensive. Yeah, over a year. You interviewed people who didn't know one another, but you heard some themes. Uh, from one testimony to the other, right? Different people dying either clinically or biologically in different parts of the world. They had no overlap in their life story, and yet there were similar things that they said. Yeah, I had no idea, by the way, that there was a difference between biological and clinical death. Right. I learned so much right. during this period. And then I spent time with 12 people. We okay. had dinners together. We spent a lot of time doing uh, uh, interview footage. Mm -hmm. A lot of it we didn't show on the program, mm -hmm. but there were hours of footage. Sure. And some of them just didn't click for me. They just didn't either either getting to know the person or some of the information or the lack of corroboration. I just decided I, right. I don't want to feature this. But six of them were outstanding. Okay. Just outstanding. All right. One that had actually spent time uh, in hell. Uh, experiencing, wow. I don't think the extent of hell, but came back with a very, very clear message that there is an eternity that exists, a state of eternity separated from God. And it's wow. a horrific thing to be separated from God. People say, I'm going through hell on this earth. Not after you hear this story. Uh, separation from God 
where there's complete darkness, wow. let alone the gnashing of teeth, is just a horrific thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think Yeshua, Jesus took this very, very seriously. Right. Uh, so uh, th that's another question. But I think the question is, what, what was the commonality? What yeah. did I hear exactly with those that were really credible repeatedly? Well, the first thing was an observation, and that was no fear of death at all. On the back end of the, the, back end. Of they, the experience. They had absolutely no fear huh. of dying. In fact, they wanted to get back there as quickly as they could. Now, the, re the reason that they didn't go out and jump in front of a car is because they were sent back with a mission. And they were compelled to fulfill the mission. Wow. But there was almost a sadness. Like, I have to endure this world, this, this stinky, this decaying world... Uh, so that I can get back there, I can fulfill my mission. But that's something we've been talking about throughout this episode, right? Is is the idea of destiny and eternity, right? Or purpose right. and eternity. And what I'm hearing you say is that when people had a glimpse, the curtain was peeled back into their eternity, it clarified their destiny here on earth. It clarified their purpose. It, it and clarified their purpose, but they couldn't wait to get back. Interesting. Like they had already seen the end game. They wanted out of here. Wow. All of them had a sense of decay, that this earth was filled with decay. Mm -hmm. And the place that they had spent time in, some of them for uh, what they, they were out of the realm of time and space, wow. but mm -hmm. for them was a long period of time. Sure. There was no decay. And they were so present of decay here. And they wanted... <laughs> I wow. could give you examples because we've been we've worked in the third world. Sure. But I get a picture of uh, I have a very clear picture of what they were saying. Sure. They just didn't they didn't like the sights, they didn't like the smells, they didn't like the colors anymore because they had been introduced to something that was so much vibrant and nicer. Wow. That's so interesting. You Across know, the board, Ezra, not one person, all of them. I'm thinking of Paul in the New Testament. And Paul didn't have a, a near-death. I mean, he, he had many near-death experiences because he was beaten so many times and arrested and, you know, on the edge of death for the sake of the gospel. Uh, he didn't die and come back. But yet he said, his summary was, you know, to live is, it says, to live is Christ. To live is to live the life of Messiah, laying down my life so that others might live. But to die is gain. To die would be better. Right. And it sounds he, like that's the testimony he didn't, of these He didn't people. even have the same experience they had, but he had enough of an experience right. to be able to say that this, the suffering of this present age mm -hmm. isn't, and this is really for you, please listen to this. The suffering that you're enduring isn't to be compared with the riches that lie ahead. That's right. That's eternity. That's right. That's the afterlife. So they all had this sense, uh, it's so much better. Mm -hmm. the, the fact that they had no fear of dying, in fact, they wanted to, to, to die again and get back there, strengthened my faith. It did something for me, Ezra, that is hard to communicate, and I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up right, right. thinking about it. Because sure. they, to experience people that had no fear whatsoever right. of death, I, I, yeah. I, I have a, it's, it's a veil for me. There's right. still a mystery and an yeah. uncertainty they had none. Right. You know, they had none. The Old Testament amazing. and the New Testament both say the same thing. And looking at the victory of the death and resurrection of the Messiah, it says, where, O oh, death, is your sting? Yes. Where, O oh, grave, is your victory? It's gone it was when we understand what totally Jesus Totally gone, and it strengthened my faith. And I, I think you'll be strengthened reading their story. One more really quickly. 
is worship. They, they all experienced a profound level of worship mm -hmm. that was beyond anything human. Wow. And they remember it like it was yesterday. Incredible. And they want it back. Jonathan, so much more I'm sure that you found in your research and I wish we had time to talk about it, but one thought occurs to me. The testimonies you heard are people who by and large had the confidence of an eternity with God because of their faith in Him, or at least they got there in the context of their afterlife experience. Uh, we serve Jewish communities and their neighbors around the world who don't have that hope. They're hopeless. They don't know what happens after they die. If, they, if you ask them, are your sins forgiven? Is your name written in God's book of life? The answer may be, I really have no idea. And I want to ask you today to take a step of faith, be a blessing to Israel and to the Jewish people. Help share the hope that we have in Jesus with Jewish people and their neighbors. Here, Get involved with Here's Jewish the voice. one thing, though, they, Ezra, they want to hear. Right. They want to know. I remember... Uh, going into a village that had never heard the gospel and the Lord had prepared one, I think one of the elders right. to hear what was going to be proclaimed. It was right out of the book of Acts. Yeah, I was there. He had a dream the days before we arrived. <laughs> this super rural village in a river valley in Ethiopia with the Ethiopian Jewish community. And in the dream, he saw one who he knew was the Messiah. And when we came and said, it's Yeshua, it's Jesus, he announced to all the other people in his village, this is the one we waited for. This, this is what you can invest in. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. We've put some materials together. A rabbi looks at the afterlife and a rabbi looks at the afterlife study guide to help uh, refresh your faith that there is an eternity ahead and it's glorious and you need the confidence of that as you go through the hardships of life. It's been a tough two years. There's good news ahead and if you become a monthly partner we want to get this beautiful plaque to you from Jeremiah 29 that God has a plan for you, a plan to prosper and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. We really need you to get involved with us. Here's how. Questions like, why am I here? Or what happens when I die? Do have answers. For your gift of $40 or more to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice and to further strengthen your own faith, Jonathan is eager to send you his revelational book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife. Once you hear the testimonies of people who have personally experienced heaven, and hell, your life here on earth will never be the same. Also, we'll include the study guide for the book, which will help you and challenge you to be a doer of the word. Become a Shalom Partner for $30 a month, and we'll send you the book, A Rabbi Looks at the Afterlife and the Study Guide. Plus, you'll also receive this 8 by 10 inch chalk art plaque, confirming God's prosperous plan to give you a hope and a future. The box design makes it easy to hang on a wall or stand alone or gift it to a friend who needs to know the reassuring promise of Jeremiah 29:11. Sharing the gospel with Jewish people around the world who are unsure about what happens in their afterlife is the very heart of our work at Jewish Voice. We can say with confidence, your generosity as a monthly Shalom partner leads to a new destiny, a home in eternity for individuals you may never meet until your own arrival in heaven. As Jonathan can confirm, 
This life-changing work is clearly evident in our outreach and ministry on behalf of Ukrainian refugees. We've all seen the terrible destruction of homes and entire cities in Ukraine. It's devastating to see, and it's only getting more difficult during these winter months. I'm thankful that through the support of our partners like you, Jewish Voice has been able to help fund a number of humanitarian aid projects, including water purifiers, basic essentials, and even heat for homes and putting food on the table of those in need during this cold winter. I want to ask you to become a Shalom partner with us so that we can continue to reach out to Jewish people in Ukraine. Please join us today so that you can share the love of Jesus the Messiah to the war-torn people of Ukraine now. You can help us share the truth of the gospel around the world by calling this toll-free number. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or scan the QR code or mail your gift to the address on the screen. On behalf of the many Jewish people standing on the threshold of eternity, thank you so much. Another piece of great news is that God not only wants you to experience the afterlife, eternal life, but abundant life here and now. That's right. And I know that many of you have prayer needs. We've, we've seen the emails coming in. We've seen them come in from the website. We've received letters from you that uh, you need prayer for family members to be restored, for healing, and some of them are pretty severe. I know that I've lost more than a dozen friends during COVID. Many of you are experiencing the loss of loved ones and you just need the peace of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. Yeah. You feel separated from the Lord and you just need restoration. You just need renewal and God is listening. God cares, he loves you. And so Ezra, we're just gonna join our faith together Absolutely. with everyone and we'll continue praying for you. Lord, we thank you for those that um, partner with this ministry mm -hmm. and for those that are watching right now, not by accident. We pray for their needs. We pray, Father, for the restoration of their families. We pray for the salvation of their children and grandchildren. We pray for healing. And Lord, just the thing that's on my heart, most importantly, Lord, would you restore their hope? Amen. Would you renew their faith? Would you give them this a sense of certainty that you are watching over them, that you haven't forgotten them? Lord, may your presence be felt in their homes and their lives in a very tangible and clear way. Amen. Lord, thank you for your grace that in the midst of hardship comes the grace. In the midst of hardship comes a renewed Amen. touch from you. Lord, thank you for your grace and for your presence in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. You can also send us your prayer requests right on the website. We have a team here at Jewish Voice committed to reading your prayer requests and praying for you by name. And we believe in the power of prayer and we care about you. But more important, God cares about you and he's watching over you. So we close our program today. I want to ask you, as I do in every program, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the Jewish people. Pray for their salvation. Pray 
for the, the, the divine protection of the Lord over a land and a people that are part of God's destiny. Will you please? The Bible says they shall prosper who love thee. Uh, we're out of time until next time. This is Jonathan Burnus along with Ezra Benjamin saying shalom and God bless you.